welcome to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray, yoga teacher. You are needed now more than ever, and your unique voice, message, and offering needs to be shared with the world. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to teaching yoga to help you thrive doing what you love most, teaching yoga. So let's dive in. What I really wanted to dive into is teaching yoga during a global crisis and uncertain times. So things have been really hard lately. Shit's been real. And the past few months have just been like a chaotic whirlwind with coronavirus, with Black Lives Matter movement happening. I know that personally, I have felt my uh, my nervous system off. And so I have more work to do to continue to keep myself regulated. So I know that that's not just me. I'm not going to speak for you, but I know that so many people are feeling that way. And the conversation I want to have today is really just about how we as yoga teachers can help our students right now? How can we show up and help our students right now in this in this time of uncertainty and of this feeling of dysregulation, okay? So the things I want to talk about today, how trauma might be showing up in you and your students right now. So what we're experiencing right now is a collective trauma. It's a global trauma. And with that, we need to be able to first see it in ourselves. How is it showing up in me and how can I regulate so I can now show up for my students and help them regulate, offer them tools? I also want to talk about taking that into, so what do our students and clients need right now during the unsettling times? Ways to create a safe space for your students right now and how to show up authentically, how to step into this work authentically. Like I said, we've been experiencing a collective trauma. If trauma is a new term for you or it's a term that you haven't really uh, taken the time to dive into what, what that really means, the definition, a simple way to understand what trauma is, the definition is Anything that overwhelms our capacity to cope and respond and leaves us feeling helpless, hopeless, and out of control. So I'll read that one more time. Anything that overwhelms our capacity to cope and respond and leaves us feeling helpless, hopeless, and out of control. So the things that we might see in ourselves and our students right now, fear, So there's a lot of fear happening in the world right now, a lot of overwhelm, this this sense of not having capacity to hold, to hold our feelings, to hold our emotions, to hold our sensations. And especially if we, we as in maybe talking about yourself or your students, had our own personal trauma that we've already been working through right up until coronavirus hit and then Black Lives Matter movement, we might have already hit our thresholds before any of that even happened. So now coronavirus and Black Lives Matter movement takes us over the edge. And now there's this sense of overwhelm. How do I hold this? So that can show up as um, also triggering your, your traumas from your past. That can show up as fatigue and exhaustion, 
So I know personally, like I've just been tired. Who else has been tired? Drop it in the chat if you're just like tired every day lately. Hypervigilance, this sense of like always on a high alert, like what's happening around me? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's happening later today? There's a lot of grieving. There's a lot of grief. As yoga teachers, we naturally gravitate to this practice because we are empathic. We like to help. We like to hold space for others. So we take that energy on and it can be a lot. That's why this conversation is so important. It can also show up as distraction. Oh my gosh. I know for me, it's hard to focus. I'm having a hard time just staying focused. So I have to do extra work to make sure that I can be here, be present, do more meditation, do more breath work. Anyone else feel distracted? The other things that can show up are loneliness, depression, anxiety, confusion, numbness, this sense of it's, it's so much. There's just so much happening right now. Again, it's like, how do we hold this? So there's, um, we can dissociate. We might just step out of it because it's too much to handle. So it's, it's something that sometimes we might need to step away. But then we want to look at, well, am I bypassing something that I actually need to look at? Okay, so if you were in the last yoga teacher circle, we had a, a big discussion and conversation on spiritual bypassing. And um, I highly recommend you going back to that. I can share the, the link with you later. But that's a really important conversation to understand what does spiritual bypass look like right now? And how is that showing up for me? Am I, am I bypassing something that I do need to look at and to feel? That can show up as um, just feeling numb, right? So just like not being able to even take it in, okay? Even if you're not teaching right now, that's okay. Um, but this next little piece is something to consider. Our students right now... Well, first of all, this isn't to suggest that you can and should provide them with everything I'm about to share. Okay, so this is just a list of what our students just need, period, what humans need right now. So first of all, students need to get into their bodies. People need to get into their bodies. I need to get into my body. I know everyone does. So again, there's this sense of dysregulation, our nervous systems running on high on overdrive. So we're kind of living up here. I'm not going to say we as in everyone, but when I say this, this is what I mean. This, this nervous system is, is living up here and it's not able to come down to ground, right? So there's like the whole experience we're all going through is just this like first chakra, root chakra crisis, right? So we're not able to ground, to sit in our bodies, to feel our bodies, to feel sensation. And that's something that yoga can help our students get into their body. Students need to feel seen and heard. They need to feel seen and heard. So that's one of the most important things I think as a yoga teacher is every single person, whether it's on Zoom, and I know some of you are dropping in in the chat right now that you're teaching Zoom classes. Great. Same thing, whether it's Zoom or in person, 
Look at everyone. Connect with every single person as if they are right in front of you and you're giving them a huge hug, even though we can't hug right now, right? People need to feel seen and heard. Make eye contact. Tell them that you see them. Make them feel seen. They need compassion. And when I say this, this is just humans, right? But I'm specifically talking about our yoga students and teaching yoga. Compassion and patience. We as teachers are we're feeling dysregulated. We're feeling tired. We're having a hard time focusing. We're distracted. And we as teachers have all of these tools, these mindfulness tools that we use, hopefully, or we know to try to use. And hopefully they do help us. And our students need patience. They need us to just show up and give them that space and give them that compassion and that love. And definitely this connection and this community, especially after being in isolation. And I know if you're not in Phoenix, where I'm, I'm at currently, some places are still in isolation. There's still quarantine happening. So that Zoom connection, that online connection is so important right now. And they just need to know that they're not alone. Like we're all in this together, right? We're all in this together. We need to be able to offer tools to our students to help them manage overwhelm and anxiety. Okay, so those are tools that can help with self-regulation. So how to ground, how to get into their body. And everyone is going to be so different with this. I know personally, I go through different waves of there's sometimes when I'm in overwhelm and I'm so tired that what I need is to completely just like lay low on my mat, move maybe really, really slow, or maybe it's just straight restorative yoga or uh, guided meditation. And that's exactly what I need. No movement. That's what I need to help me ground. And then there's other times when I'm in this sense of overwhelm. And if I went straight to stillness, it would just activate my nervous system even more. Okay, so this is um, something that we need to be able to see in ourselves. So we know how to help see that in our students. Understanding, okay, maybe if I am teaching a group class right now and there's 10 students how do I give, how do I drip it all in, right? And it depends on the style you're teaching, but I would definitely recommend implementing stillness and movement, right? And maybe that looks like moving a little bit faster at first. And then the second half of class, finding stillness, because those nervous systems that if you try to just lay down still, drop this in the chat if this is you. If the teacher's like, we're just going to be really, really still the first half of class. And you're like, I can't do that. I have to move to help myself ground and regulate. And then I can be still. Is anyone like that in here? Drop it in the chat if that's you. Or you see that in students. I know we all see that in our students, right? In the start of the coronavirus, so the stay-at-home order, I was like, oh, the whole world just needs to be still. Like, we're all just up here and we got to bring it down here. So I was teaching my Zoom classes And I only taught like restorative and yoga nidra, guided meditation, because that's what I thought. And in the end, it is what people need, but I didn't meet them where they were. So that's so important is to meet our students where they're at and then offer in what they need. So I remember teaching the first couple weeks 
And I was noticing like, I don't think this is right. I think people have all this nervous energy that they can't be still yet. So I kind of, I started to read my students and then I switched how I was teaching. I then taught like really fiery flows and then ended it with slow, deep, restorative and guided meditation because then they were able to settle. So meet your students where they're at. That's so important. So we've experienced this rupture before repair. And i that's not from me. I heard that from someone else. Rupture before repair. Things have to, like, shit has to hit the fan sometimes before healing can happen. And I personally relate to that in the sense of past addiction. So I'm eight and a half years sober now. And when I first got sober, I had to hit that rock bottom. I had to hit rock bottom and I had to feel horrible to only come out on the other side and to do my work to heal. So I, I truly feel that that's what's happening on a collective level in the, in the entire world right now. It's, it's big. It's a lot. It's a lot to hold. How can we actually, like, what are some tangible ways that we can right now show up and create a safe space for our students? What we can do is, first of all, to acknowledge what's happening. Okay. So we need to acknowledge the truth. We need to acknowledge what's happening. And again, that comes back to not bypassing, not spiritually bypassing, right? That might look like it's, I'm only going to be love and light right now because things are so dark and heavy. Yes. We, we can show up with positivity and we need to be able to recognize truth that things are not okay as well. Things are heavy. That's okay to sit with what's heavy also. So that might look like if you're teaching, right, to at least in the start of your class, when you, if, whether that's on Zoom or in person, uh, to acknowledge, to say, you know, like, this is a really hard time. We're all experiencing something new and scary. And I get it. You know, so you acknowledge what's happening. You're not bypassing. That can look like what we can do as well is to normalize, um, normalize feelings, normalize our students' feelings that discomfort is okay. So learning to be comfortable holding space for students that are uncomfortable. I like to think of this as if any of you are like restorative yoga teachers or yin yoga teachers or just any, you'll see it in any type of class that you're teaching. When you're holding students in a pose and you see them like fidgeting and they're wanting to get out and you just see them looking around like so uncomfortable looking. As the teacher, that can be a hard space to hold is to let them sit there. But that's, that's not my job to, for them to be comfortable or not. That's, I'm holding space for them to sit in there in whatever they're experiencing. So when I see that happening, I don't, oh, everyone's uncomfortable. Let me just pull them out of this pose so I, I can please them. You know, I have to continue to kind of like keep my mouth closed and say, this is, this is their experience. I need to hold space for them to have their experience. Right. So that's the same thing with what's happening right now with coronavirus, with Black Lives Matter movement. 
being able to hold space for our students' discomfort and sensation and feeling and thought and emotion. If you aren't already a member, I'd love for you to join me in the free private Facebook group for yoga teachers. Just simply search Yoga Teacher Circle on Facebook. Most of these episodes are recorded live in the Facebook group where you can ask questions in real time and connect with the Yoga Teacher Circle community. Now, back to the episode. So that can also look like mirroring back to your students. So we're not trying to show up and fix if our students show up and they say, I'm just, I'm so tired right now. I'm exhausted and I don't know what to do. I lost my job. I lost this. I lost that. Um, I'm scared, right? And they're kind of just giving you the entire list. We want to be able to just hold them in that, not trying to give them solution. Mirroring back, I know how scary it is. I know it's been hard right now. This is a really hard time. And you don't have to really say much more. You just mirror back that you hear them and you see them. So this kind of, I talked on this earlier, but to meet your students where they are and not where you want them to be. So sometimes you might not be the teacher for that student right now. That happens a lot. That's okay. We're not the teacher for everyone. And to be okay with that, not not all of your students are going to need you right now or, or connect to what you're sharing or offering right now. And that's okay. So again, coming back to tools for self-regulation, how can we show up and offer our students tools for self-regulation? Well, we need to learn more about what do different nervous systems look like? What does it look like when someone's activated? What does it look like when someone's dissociated, right? And then how can we share the the tool that we think might be the one that they need, right? And this can kind of be a little more challenging if you're teaching in a group class because you're probably going to have a combination of everything versus um, a private client where it's just one-on-one and you can show up and know exactly who they are and what they need. Another thing that can help create a really safe space is to use inviting language instead of telling them what to do or feel. So invitational language looks like using words that are explore. So explore the sensation in your body while you're holding this pose. Notice. Notice how you're feeling right now. Observe. Observe your breath. They might not be able to take a deep breath. That might not be accessible right now. So instead of telling them, you know, to take a deep breath, which we can cue, we can guide that, but we might not, we can't expect them to be able to. And so you can say something like, notice and observe how your breath is moving in and out. And then there's cues that we might want to avoid right now. And that would be like, let go or surrender or relax. And why do you, why would we want to maybe avoid those cues? Well, if someone can't just let go, let go of what you're feeling right now or let go of any stress or tension. That's something that we might hear a lot in class and that person just can't, it's not accessible. Then it might activate them even more because they're worried and they're feeling like, well, I'm, I'm not able to let go. Is something wrong with me? 
And that goes the same with surrender or relax. You can say something like relax into this pose, but not necessarily relax your mind right here, right? That's something that we might not want to say. We want to be able to show up and be authentic and be ourselves, right? So be authentic and be yourself. Don't try to be anything else but. So there's some things that, again, we might want to not do. And this is all recommendation, you guys. This is, you know, this isn't something you have to do. So don't feel pressure to make everyone feel better. It's not your job. It is not your role to make everyone feel good. As yoga teachers, we hold space. We hold space for students to go within. And it might feel good for them. It might feel bad. And either one is okay. Don't tell your students that they should feel a certain way or say everything is going to be okay because we don't know that. We don't actually know how things are turning out, how it's unrolling. And some people might have a lot of loss in their lives and that might not be okay for them. So don't try to offer so many different things. It can be paralyzing trying to do too much or trying to be the teacher for everyone. Stay true to what you know that you want to offer right now. And don't don't overly stress about trying to fit this. You know, well, should I teach meditation and restorative and vinyasa and this and that? When stay true to what feels the most genuine and authentic in the way that you want to share that. And the last thing is not to assume. So we don't want to assume that everyone is feeling or having the same experience. Everyone's feeling the same or having the experience, right? In a class, you're going to probably have, you know, let's say 10 people show up. And within the 10 people, you're going to have such a combination of everything. Some people actually might feel totally fine with what's happening. And then other people are going to be so tender and emotional and sensitive and they can feel the suffering and the pain throughout the world, throughout the class. We don't necessarily want to say, I know everyone must be really sad right now. This is hard because someone might not be. That's okay if they're not. Um, so that's just some languaging to be mindful of, to be conscious of as teachers. What does your own personal yoga community need right now? So whether that's personal uh, private clients or group classes or online through Zoom or however you're using it through YouTube. So think of your students and clients. So what are you noticing if you're teaching right now from your students and clients? If you're able to receive that kind of feedback, if you're teaching in person or online, you can sense receive immediate feedback or soon after class. So think of your students and clients through online, through in-person, however you're teaching. What are you noticing? If you are listening right now live or you're joining later and you're not teaching, which is totally okay, what are you noticing in yourself? What do you need right now? What does that look like? We need to take take these tools and learn how our own body needs to regulate and to come back to presence, come back to here, come back to our body. 
I know a lot of people are not comfortable going to in person yet, right? So I think it's so, it's very, very incredible that we have these opportunities to teach online and continue to provide a consistent routine for people and continue to um, provide a safe space for our students, right? And sometimes they might feel safer, not only like coronavirus wise, but just safer to practice in their own home and just kind of like be in space that's theirs, right? When we think about how do we show up as teachers, it, it comes back to this, this practice of being able to first hold our own self, our own um, sense of grounding. And that all comes back to self-care. So self-care. So our own self-care, your own self-care as a teacher and self-regulation should really be your number one priority to hold space for your students. When you are regulated and grounded, centered, and in the present moment, you can show up fully. You have a full cup to help serve and to help guide. So what that means is we need to, we need to process our own emotions, our own thoughts, our own feelings outside of the yoga space with our students not with them. So away from our students and clients, okay? So that might look like processing at home with your with your partner, with your best friend, you know, with your therapist, your life coach, whoever it is that can help you process what you're feeling. In here, right? The yoga teacher circle group, this is a great place for us to be able to process. It's safe. We are talking to other yoga teachers. We're not bringing this to our students. It's not up to them to hold space for us to process. It's important because we need to be able to do our own personal inner work to ground and regulate before teaching and holding space for our students. And our energy, your energy is is felt and transferred through your students. So this doesn't mean when I say you need to process outside the, outside of your students and clients, this doesn't mean that you have to be okay, that you have to feel okay. It's only human to also feel all the things and to feel sadness, to feel grief, to feel pain. And we can, we can hold that. We can feel that. We can have processed it. We can center ourselves while we still have that. And now show up and have a container where we hold others. Because if we were to show up without being able to process or we're dysregulated, our students will feel that no matter what. Even if we're faking it, they will feel that. It, they'll just feel this sense of something's off. They might pick up chaotic energy. They might not know why they're feeling off. But it might be from the teacher guiding. So... Again, this does not mean you have to be okay or to pretend that everything is fine. It just means that you're able to center yourself and ground into your own body to then show up and hold space. What does your self-care look like right now? What does self-care look like right now for you? What practices work best for you to ground, to regulate so you can show up and hold space? Sometimes mine looks like it's it's so far from anything yogic. Yoga has been my light, like yoga and my meditation and mindfulness has been 
such a huge part of my life for 15 years that sometimes I actually need, like, I need to watch, like, a funny show on Netflix to just kind of, like, regulate, laugh, you know, play with um, my dogs. And then I might be able to ground that way to then step into a meditation practice or um, gentle restorative yoga practice or a fiery flow. Like it might look like talking to my best girlfriend over coffee right now through Zoom, (laughs) right? So it doesn't always need to be like my self-care is because it's through um, something that's mindful. It's just, you know, kind of coming back to, it's just so important to know like what self-care practices truly work for us and to do them. I know it can be hard sometimes to find time or to make space or to um, follow through. But if we are space holders, which we all are as yoga teachers, it's important to hold space for ourselves first so we can show up with a full cup to guide and to serve our students and clients, right? Right now, the world, you know, our students need different things. And coming back to what we said earlier, what I shared earlier, that doesn't mean that you have to provide them with all the things. That means that they might find, you know, I'm just going to say Cassie's name because I know Cassie, right? Cassie's class is really fiery and playful. So they know that they can go to Cassie for that like lighthearted kind of class. And then students might know they can come to me because I talk about, I want to like dig deep and like journal and process emotions and have like these deep conversations about trauma and limiting beliefs. And then um, they might know that they can go to this class for like a really quiet class where the teacher might not talk a lot and they get to just find stillness. I want to just talk about what is unique about you and what you offer. So what's unique about you and the way that you share and teach yoga? Are you the teacher that's fun, playful and lighthearted? Are you slow and meditative? Are you high energy and active? Are you grounding yet powerful? Do you offer space for deep inner guidance and reflection? Do you offer meditation and stillness? Like what teacher are you? What's, what's unique about you? So this is so good to know who you are as a teacher and to stand strong in that, right? So not to try to show up as anyone else but yourself, just to be the teacher that you are, you're going to, the students that are meant to be your student will find you and they're going to love what you offer because that's what they need. So you don't have to try to be anyone but yourself. Your students love you because you're you. So show up as you fully and your students will know that they can come to you for what you offer. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'd love to stay connected with you in between episodes. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Ray Yoga and join the free private yoga teacher circle Facebook group, which is full of some pretty awesome and badass yoga teachers. 